Can you guys hear like a weird noise in the background on my end or are we good? Because my cat is ferociously sneezing on the other side of the room. And if, and if that was coming in, I just wanted to let everybody know what it was. But uh, if you can't hear it at all, you can. Okay. Folks at home, my cat is ferociously sneezing. He caught a, he caught a kitty cold this week. Um, Mm. He's fine. He just, he's just sneezing. Um, and of course, he decided to have a sneezing fit in the middle of the recording. And now my other cat is checking up on him. And he's getting mad, and now they're fighting. I okay, honestly, cats. this is the show of the season. Yeah, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just narrate to you guys the uh, the drama happening in my living room, and that'll be the rest of the podcast. Uh, sorry, folks at home, we are now doing, we are now doing a cat a cat podcast drama. Catty, yes. Caddy F, yay! Good job, Peter. You, you got us there. Hello and welcome to Chatty AF, the anime feminist podcast. I'm Dee, an editor at Annie Femme. You can find all my writings on my blog, The Jose Next Door, and you can also hang out with me on Twitter, at Jose Next Door. And I am joined today by my fellow Anifem staffers, Chiaki and Peter. Hi, I'm Chiaki, one of the editors for Anifem, and you can find me at, at Chiaki747 or Animated Empress on Twitter. One's private and uh, one's uh, shitpost account. Have at it. And I'm Peter. I'm a producer at Crunchyroll, editor at Anime Feminist. My Twitter is at PeterPhobian. And today we are checking in on the fall 2020 season. It is our mid-season spectacular. Uh, the timing on this one is a little awkward just because of our schedule. So we're not 100% at the mid-season, but um, you know, we're a few weeks out from three episodes. So we figured this would be a good time to check in on shows. Um, we're also recording on a Saturday and a, and a lot of shows drop on Saturday and Sunday this season. So if we seem like we're a little bit behind by the time you guys listen to this, uh, that explains why but we are gonna tell you all the cool things that we can tell you um about the shows we have seen uh so we'll start from we'll use our premier digest rankings organization system to get going here as if you've never been on one of these calls that's how we do them we're kind of going to start from the bottom of our list which it looks like we'll go real quick through the bottom just like if there's anything new to announce about the shows since the three episode check-in for red flags we had our last crusade and assault lily bouquet uh, Peter and Chiaki, you're both watching Our Last Crusade. Is this correct? Yeah. Is there anything new to say about it since the three episode check-in? I would say I, I believe it was red flags because of uh, there was the bath scene in the first episode. Was that the major concern? No, I mean you you also had the stare at the butt introduction for one of the characters. Oh just yeah, relentless yeah, yeah. Fan, wasn't it just like relentless fan service? Yeah, it was relentless fan service, and as I said in the three episode review, it kind of died down. It yeah, it did. Much mm-hmm. more of a typical action shonen-y romance Romeo and Juliet story. Um, it's a little contrived, in my opinion. Yeah, but it's not. It's not terrible. If anything, it's like too cute now. Uh, but yeah, I, I do feel it was. It's that phenomenon where I think it just front loaded a lot of fan service to get in new fans, and then mm-hmm. became not like that. Yeah. So probably more of a Yellow Flags type show, but it doesn't sound like it's doing anything like dramatically, excitingly different than what it was doing in that first episode. Yeah. Or or in the three episodes check-in. Yeah. Just super contrived. It's like, yeah, the most by the numbers fantasy series I've watched in quite a while, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So probably not a whole lot to say about that. And we can just kind of jump forward. Um, I know, I know basically nobody's watching Assault Lily Bouquet. 
Uh, I think Mercedes might be keeping up with it, but she's like angrily watching it. Um, so we can kind of skip past that one too. A lot of thigh shots and some um, like assault based comedy from what I've understood from what folks have told me. So yay. All right, we'll move up into the yellow flags then. Um, Peter, we actually didn't talk about Noblesse in our three episode check-in because you are the only person on staff watching it. Um, how is it from that first episode? I think it gets a lot better. I mean, it definitely helps if you watch the OVA beforehand. Uh, mm-hmm. But it, even barring that, I think like the, the kind of setup of the series becomes pretty obvious once you've watched a couple episodes. I don't think it's too mm-hmm. complex. Um, I actually think it's been like pretty fun and cute. There's like a subplot going around where like all the villains started making friends unknowingly with members of like the good guy squad. Oh, I love it when that happens. <laughs> then they like a conflict came up and everybody was very surprised to see the enemy on the other side. And now everybody's hedging on whether they should fight each other or not. You know, some of the villains are evil, evil, but like yeah. the hacker guy made friends with the kid with glasses when they were doing like com- competitive hacking or something. Then they had an IRL meetup over coffee and uh, it was really cute. I'm having a lot of fun with it now, actually. I think it's gotten a lot better. Cool. That's good to know. It's kind of one of those seasons where it's so packed, I don't know if I'm going to have time to pick up to try anything that I didn't try like right off the bat, but um, I definitely won't take it totally off my list since it sounds like it's... It's kind of... Is it a vampire show or am I making that up? They are not vampires. They're... Okay. uh, (laughs) They are... uh, The only difference between them and vampires is they don't drink blood. Everything else about vampires is pretty accurate, though. So they're just like supernatural immortals then? Yeah, I think, I don't okay. I don't quite know yet, but I think they're like, their job is to protect humanity from what I don't know. Okay. And the union is trying to like use their powers for evil or something like that. Huh. Okay. Well, sounds like it's one that's um, not necessarily done anything, you know, concerning. So um, if folks were kind of interested in it. And then, yeah, like you said, I've heard you pretty much have to like watching the OVA beforehand, which is also on, I think it's all on Crunchyroll. So. Yeah, it is. Yeah, uh, would probably be a good idea because I know I know a lot of people who tried to watch that first episode were just lost. Like, what the hell is this? So, uh, yeah, checking out the OVA would probably be a good plan. Okay, so uh, no one's watching Kings Raid because why would you? Uh, Ikebukuro Westgate Park. Chiaki, you went ahead and dropped that one because it was very... Uh, how did you describe it? How do you do, fellow kids, right? Yeah, how do you do, yeah. fellow kids? I don't understand why any youth will ever watch that show. Yeah, yeah, I've uh, heard... It's sponsored by Dare. <laughs> Wait, are you so that, Is that a joke? Or? No. Okay, okay. It's a joke. <laughs> I don't think Dare exists anymore. I bet some Dare, of our readers Dare are like, I bet some of our listeners are like, what the fuck is Dare? <laughs> you don't old people, kids. you old people with your Dare programs. Yeah, that was kind of kind of the sense I'd gotten from the little bit I watched of it too. Um, so good to know. Nothing else really to say there. Um, okay, next on the list, which we didn't, we weren't able to get a three episode check in out on it. I don't think if we did, it wound up going up late. But um, it is Hypnosis Mike, which I described as the comedy of the season after the second episode killed me so hard. Um, I literally raffled and had to pause the the TV. Uh, Chiaki, you're keeping up with this one too. Yes, I am. Um, I feel. The most recent episodes are finally kind of reintroducing people to what the central conceit is. It's been alluded to in the first episode, like they're going to have all the rap boys um, battle each other out so that the the people up up top can stay in power. Mm -hmm. But like they're finally kind of analyzing who these guys are rather than just doing episodic, you know, hey, look at these guys. You know, they even introduced what kind of raps they do mm-hmm. in the most recent episode. So 
I feel like it's it it takes a little while to get into where you know you you feel good about the show like you know what's going on uh but it's been a fun ride either way it, it nothing makes sense yeah the premise <laughs> i mean it's it's kind of inherently ridiculous and i would say definitely ep- i think it maybe it depends on who's storyboarding and who's episode directing each episode because some of them seem a lot more self-aware about how ridiculous the show is while others do not i mean i don't think we ever officially mentioned this in in any of our uh reviews because we didn't know about it at the time but it's probably worth noting that one of the voice actors uh did blackface and it was terrible and a real bad thing that he did so just letting folks know that that is that is a background piece to be aware of with this show um since it's since for me since it's just one voice actor and a huge cast and no one involved in the production side uh had anything to do with it like it wasn't related to hypnosis mike at all um i'm able to still watch the show while thinking hey fuck that guy to the dude who did that um, but you know, obviously everybody's, uh, you know, threshold levels and stuff are different. So letting people know out the gate that that is, that is an issue, uh, on the production side of the show. It is unfortunate that the person in question is the, it is like Ichiro, the main guy of the Buster Brothers. Yeah. Um, well, especially cause I found out after their focus episode and I was like, Oh, I like this guy. Oh, he's a good rapper. This is fun. And then I found out that about him and I was like, damn it. Yeah, he is the, the titular hypnosis mic, right? Uh, they all have hypnosis mics. Uh, yeah, that's how you. I, I thought that's... that was that guy's name, uh, the one who did the blackface. No, it's oh, just okay. Ichiro. He's he's brother number one. Um, I, they're the only people's names I can remember because their names literally just mean like first son, second son, third son. So they're the only <laughs> ones I can remember. Um, I can't tell uh, Jito and Saburo apart though. They're like a set. Saburo's the hacker, I think. I think that's. I don't. I'm not even sure. It's. It I'm doesn't. Not, you know what? It's not important. I'm a dopo uh, stand. I'm a dopo stand, by the way. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. I. For me, it's been kind of up and down. Like the episodes that are more self-aware about how like inherently silly the whole concept is. I think those are the better ones. Um. When it starts to play itself more straight, I kind of start to lose interest a little bit. Um. But the raps are fun. Not always good, but fun. It's it's a very energetic show, like the the way they do the you know the kinetic typography and everything for the raps and stuff. I think is pretty cool. So yeah, I'm still keeping up with it. Work. I'm not as I'm not as over the moon delighted with it as I was in the first couple episodes, which I kind of thought would be the case. I had a feeling it wasn't going to be able to maintain that for a full core. Um, but like you said, now I have I haven't seen the most recent episode, and like you said, now that we're getting into the actual like competition and them like engaging directly with this uh, fascist government um i'm kind of curious to see where the show goes from here um but we don't need to spend a ton of time on hypnosis mike it's 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 a silly show let's move on to higurashi go which uh chiaki you wow you're the only person here who's watching that one still i watched the first episode and it really didn't do anything for me and i really like i i really liked the original higurashi um but the new one i just it felt like a lackluster version of the original so i was like "Mm, i don't need to keep up with this um, but you are, yeah, and you're enjoying it pretty well. Yeah, I dipped into the original um, series, which is on Verve, I guess, just to compare. And High Dive, and I yeah. Think, yeah or, or, or High Dive, right. Um, I feel the original had more character, definitely. It, mm-hmm. it, was, it was definitely a lot more animated or not as done straight. Yeah. Um, I'm still enjoying it. I haven't actually formally watched... Higurashi before mm-hmm. so this is my entry into it and it's 
it's d- doing well as an entry That's to good. this franchise. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that. Production production values are pretty snappy, so it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they are getting into the Angel Mort section, you know, the second uh arc, I guess. Sure. Where uh, so like the waitress costumes are very revealing, I guess. Oh no. Okay. It's, it's not like it's not like played to be absolutely nothing but fan service. The the framing isn't lewd, sure. but it's still very apparent. Yeah, but they're still wearing scantily clad maid outfits. Yeah. Yeah. I gotcha. So definitely something for folks to keep in mind. And obviously the the violence and gore aspect of it is, you know, a content warning that's maybe not feminist relevant necessarily, but something for folks at home to be aware of. So Yeah. Uh, it, it was very uh, – the ending of the first arc was definitely very difficult for me to watch as somebody who does not like psychological horror that much. I'm surprised <laughs> you're sticking with this one then because, I mean, it, Higurashi is very much like a suspense horror show. Yeah, it's like the because, premise, right? Yeah. Because, like, all of my girlfriends so far have loved this show and have told me to get into these these visual novels – and I feel like this is, I might as well. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you're going to power through it. Yeah, I remember you were like, I have to keep taking breaks. And you were like live, you were basically live tweeting it. And it was like, oh, Chiaki, why are you doing this to yourself? Right. I get but, it. Now, yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm glad you're, I am glad you're, you know, enjoying it in as much as you can, given that it's not necessarily your your genre. But uh, mm. power, power to you for keeping up with it, for sure. Um, anything else on that one that you feel like listeners should know about, or should we skip on ahead? We've got plenty of stuff to talk about. I think I think we're good. Okay, cool. Um, none of us are keeping up with Dropout Idol Fruit Tart, so I think that was the one. Mercedes wrote a phenomenally scathing review of it, and she's like the nicest person I know, so if she's destroying your show, something has gone terribly wrong. Um... Uh, for our three episode check in, so like take a look at that if you want. It made me laugh a lot. Um, but, yeah, she's a major idol fan too, so yeah, yeah, she loves idol shows, and she was like, "I'm so mad at the show," and the review was hilarious. So yeah, I thought it was great. Um, but yeah, check out our three episode if you want to want an update on that one. Um, so the next one on the list is Warlords of Sigurdrifa, which I'm probably butchered the pronunciation of, but I'm doing better than I was at the beginning when I would. Uh, try and then just immediately start doing a Swedish chef impression. Um, so yeah, Chiaki, you and I are both keeping up with that. Peter popped into it and then popped out again. It looks like, um, I wrote the three episode check-in. So Chiaki, I'm going to let you kind of take point on this. How are you feeling about Sigurdrifa? I feel it's the action isn't as, you know, enchanting as it was in the first episode for me. It's just becoming kind of a cute girls doing cute things, except it's warplanes mm-hmm. kind of show for me now. Also, I'm noticing that it's gotten considerably hornier in these recent yeah, it issue, definitely uh, has episodes. Um, mm-hmm. You know, butt slapping and all that, butt slapping a bo- men, mind you, but um, which which was kind of funny, but also like, where did this come from? Is yeah, my question. I actually did kind of. I I briefly touched on the fourth episode in the three episode check in just because it dropped a, like a day before we. It dropped the week before we published the three episode, and I was like, I have to talk about this one because it it's the, the fan service suddenly is there when it really hadn't been up to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it was such a weird episode because there's things about it that like I absolutely hated. You know, some of the leering camera angles on the girls and they're in their swimsuits. Like it's obviously contrived. There's a really shitty joke where one of the girls were like, they're in the planes and basically like, you know, they've got the 
what's that? Uh, what's it called? The the center it's stick, basically. Oh, yeah. Center, yeah. Um, and she makes some she makes some comment about like now she can't get married, and I was like, wow, that is shitty on a lot of levels. This this joke that you just made. Um, so on that on that end, like there was a lot of things about it I didn't like, but then at the same time, that episode was absolutely ridiculous, and the like, you know, uh dudes in loincloth slapping their asses and the pretty boy falling to his death but not but he's fine over and over again like it ramped it up to this like level of absurdity that i'm very into so <laughs> i couldn't get uh i couldn't get as annoyed about that episode as i wanted to um but then i thought like the next episode too they introduced some they introduced a new character whose outfit is absurdly revealing and like pants yeah and there were just like <laughs> just like some lazy um I mean, she's basically wearing jean shorts that are, like, bikini. They're bikini jean shorts, which sounds extremely uncomfortable, for one. Um, and for two, just, like, I don't know. I don't think people wear shorts that that short, for the most part. Um, but, yeah, and the, the camera work in episode five was kind of lazy. I haven't watched six yet, because it, it just came out today. Like, as we're recording this, it dropped. So. No, they haven't, no. Yeah. Um, but it sounds like, story-wise, they're finally kind of getting back on track on after five yeah they're they're sliding back into well they've got there's got a big mission coming up and that was the thing like episode five was basically like a calm before the storm type episode setting up for whatever the the final like push will be as they're trying to take out these pillars and i'm i'm here for it i mean i think it's firmly belongs in the i think it firmly belongs in the yellow flags category now i would move it out of harmless fun because of the fan servicey type stuff that it's been doing um but I, I mean, I do enjoy it for the most part. I find, I find the dialogue pretty snappy. I, I like the characters. I think they have more personality than like your kind of standard like milk toast cute girls. Um, and every once in a while, it'll do something I really, really like. Um, like I really liked the way episode three kind of took a turn into like the more melancholy realities of war, and um, how the how the Valkyries like kind of have a dual job of both fighting these pillars and also kind of giving the other soldiers hope. Um, I, so I, I enjoyed that about it as well. So yeah, it's it's definitely you know problematic fave territory, but I'm liking it a lot more than I thought I would. So yeah, that was a pretty good um, look into the the bigger lives of everyone in this world. Yeah, I, I will say one thing about Claudia is that you know her her father was really into Japan. Oh, so yeah. like, here's like this this you know European white girl who comes to Japan and suddenly like she's wielding a you know a katana and you know studying in the dojo and i'm like really can we do like she's she's like the total weave are we already have miyako who's like pretty japanese on her own mm-hmm. um i i felt like why why is she like that i don't have an answer yeah. for you <laughs> i mean like <laughs> I, i'm just i'm just sitting there going like why are you like this yeah i thought i thought the 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 kind of the uh joke there about how she comes to japan expecting like all the guys to be like stoic stoic samurai and all the women to be like you know these really like feminine um uh like you know perfect model of the of the gentle lady type and then it's not that at all i thought that was kind of funny because it was very Mm -hmm. much like somebody visits a country once and comes back with these really generic concepts and then passes it along to their kid and their kid's like wait that's not actually what it's like here at all um I thought that element of it was kind of amusing, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know why they wanted her to um, have a weed background, but they did. So you'd have to ask the creators. That's true. Uh, yeah, let's go ahead and move on. Uh, Peter, do you have anything to say about Tony Kawa that we didn't say up till the three episode check-in? Uh, 
I probably not. It's maintaining the course. I think it's like a little bit better now because they're not. Uh, I think everybody was kind of not liking how they were being very bashful. Uh-huh. Like the fact that they were married. I think it's kind of starting to move past that a little bit. Like uh, they're smooching regularly now and the anime exclusively calls it smooching. Uh, that's just the translation decision. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they're going to go meet his parents and they're on their honeymoon. So I think it's like actually trying to like develop in them into where they're more comfortable with the marriage, which I think is nice. Cause if it was yeah. 100% about them going like, is it really okay to sleep in the same bed as my wife? It would be kind of a weird, <laughs> awkward 12 episodes. So yeah, yeah there's okay. progression, I guess is what I wanted to highlight. Yeah. Well, that's good. Is it, is it better than Mr. Boop? I don't know what that is. Yeah. Okay, never mind that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Somebody at home thought that was good. Uh, sorry, Chiaki. Yeah, comment uh, if you know what Mr. Boop is. Yeah, yeah, I dropped it at three, and uh, Caitlin was actually nicer to it in the three episode than I probably would have been. But I don't. We've got other stuff to talk about. I'm not going to get into it, folks. If you want to know uh, our thoughts on Honikawa, um, the three episode check-in is probably the best place to pop it and look at that. Uh, Moriarty the Patriot, Chiaki, you are keeping up with this one. This is one I thought about going back to because I heard it got a lot better after the first episode, um, but I just haven't had time. How's it going so since then? I, I feel episode two and three are possibly a fluke. Oh, no. Unfortunately. So it's it's good show overall. I feel episodes two and three really sets up the premise into making you like Moriart- the Moriarty boys a little bit more than what you got in the first episode. Uh-huh. I, I really do not understand why they did the first episode. It, it it does not tell anything about what the story is really going to be about, which is, you know, um, putting an end to the upper class. And, or at least putting an end to corruption in the upper cl- class. Mm-hmm. I've been reading the manga. Hint, hint. Uh, please check out the Shonen Jump cast that we're going to be recording in about a month. Hey, um, <laughs> And it's... The the manga picks up right at the start of episode two. Mm-hmm. And then it's been following the sor- same sort of story. But the anime, I feel, is making a lot of... Um, artistic decisions or however you put it they're they're changing things around and it doesn't work as well oh they're reorganizing the the content i got you yeah or you know reorganizing character motivations oh wow Um, okay so it's a lot of adaptation differences then yeah and it's also got some um you know as bry said in the first episode review james uh william james moriarty is way too perfect and uh, yeah. the episode four and like two and three, they're kids. So you, you get that, you know, bit of character development where they're still young and they, they're gaining their drive to doing whatever they're doing as adults. Mm-hmm. Once an adult, William's just perfect and he's not interesting again. Episode, you know, um, four on, I'm not enchanted by him anymore. Ah, uh, that's too bad. Yeah, yeah. So kind of a bland protagonist. I'm guessing, so at this point, like, you would hold off on recommending it. Does that seem fair to say? Yeah, I mean, I'll... Keeping up with it? Longest better. Yeah, I'll I'll try to keep up and see how it it goes, but Mm -hmm. I I feel it's going to settle back into the bland territory at this rate. That's too bad. Yeah, because I knew knew it started to get a little bit of hype after that that episode 2-3, like, uh, two-parter, so... 
that's too bad. But uh, maybe it'll dip back in there. So you can uh, hopefully be on the, the season finale podcast and we can check in and see how that one how that one shook that out. Means I have to keep up with all the anime I'm watching. I know there's so much. It's very difficult. I've already, I've, I found myself calling stuff, not even necessarily because I hated it, but like I didn't love it. And there was other stuff to watch. So, which we're going to get to one of those in about half a second here. Um, next one on the list was my Setsu, which was the, uh, Mandai comedy show. Um, Mercedes did the three episode check-in for it. Folks check that out. She's, she's pretty high up on it. Uh, I gave it a try. I found it kind of aggressively unfunny, <laughs> so I dropped it, but you know, I mean, comedy is very much a, your mileage may vary. So, um, I, there wasn't anything in it that like I hated. So maybe, maybe worth your, maybe worth giving a try, especially if you, uh, enjoy kind of cute girl style shows and cute girls hanging out and following their dreams and all that good stuff. Uh, next on the list is Kuma 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 Bear, which I have I have officially dropped it after three episodes. Um, I didn't dislike it. I just maybe I got through four episodes. Anyway, I didn't dislike it. I just I found it kind of running on Goof Troop time, where I was like, oh, I've got to be near the end of the episode. No, I'm only 15 minutes in. That's weird. Um, so I went ahead and dropped it just kind of for that. It wasn't like really charming me, but I know a lot of people who are really enjoying this one. And how are you doing with it, Chiaki? it's it's nice you know it's yeah no it's definitely harmless fun yeah Uh, nothing really weird going on Mm -hmm. i i will say it was a little weird of them to mention that her panties are um will never get soiled like that's that's yeah that started an episode that was weird um otherwise it's been like just kind of cute like you said like harmless fun type stuff absolutely pg yeah yeah um, yeah, no, um, it's it's nice. Um, the girl's just getting to expand her family, you know, in in the isekai. Mm-hmm. Um, they, you know, she, they help out orphans. They raise yeah. chickens. It's it's cute. It's nice. Um, nothing else to report. Yeah, it's it was the the vibe I got from it was it's kind of that um, like isekai iyashike, which is a lot of words to throw at listeners. Um, but you know, that, that more style of like getting transported to another world and then just kind of chilling and building a, a found family and having a nice time. So, um, yeah, there was nothing about it that I disliked. I just, I definitely, in, in a weaker season, I think I would still be keeping up with it because it, it was pleasant enough. Um, but I had this problem with it where I kept watching it and going, I really wish this was just the second season of Bofuri because the concepts are really similar, but I think Bofuri has a lot more like energy and uh, a broader cast and kind of, kind of does it a little bit better. Um, yeah. I was going to say like, if you like Bofuri, this, this is nice. It's it's definitely <laughs> in the same vein. Um, I think the question will just be like, if you will be satisfied by it or if you'll be like me going, I've seen it done better, like really recently though. So uh, I think that made it a little bit of a trickier sell for me as well. Um, but again, nothing, nothing that I would necessarily warn folks away from. So, you know, if you, if you like those kind of like chill out um, in another world, video game style stories, I mean, I, it's totally nice. Yeah, definitely give it a try. Um, okay, next one on the list. We are all watching uh, Jujutsu Kaisen, um, which I think is going to end up being my surprise fave of the season, even though I know we're only the about OP halfway in. Slaps. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> the OP does slap, yeah, as does the OP. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say both the opening and the ending are really good. Um, well, how, what do you think about the stuff in between the opening and the ending, Chiaki and Peter? Wait, Peter, a show? you've been super quiet. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> Chiaki, there is a show in between the uh, the music videos. You're skipping a, like, just watch the first minute, 30 seconds, then you skip to the end, Chiaki. Well, you said you don't like, you said you don't like horror and gore, so. 
yeah. well, maybe that was the optimal way to watch Jujutsu Kaisen. I mean, this um, this is um, this is for me a lot more fun. In I tried to read the manga and it just got really gory. Mm-hmm. Um, Jujutsu Kaisen, at least. I can look away and keep the show going if it gets too much for me. That's true. So okay. I just get to hone, hone in just on the story bits. And for me, that's perfect. I, I like the show a lot. Are you okay with body horror? <sighs> yeah, I mean, okay. yeah, sometimes, usually. I, I'm, I'm doing all right with the show. All right. Because um, I, yeah. Yeah, like I know there's like distinct categories, but I have to say somebody later on, their power is like literally body horror. So I don't know if that's going to be... Something to let people know. Really, yeah. I really feel like Rai should give this one a try. I know their I know their list is like packed, but yeah. I feel like the I feel like especially the horror and uh, body uh, horror elements and the gore and stuff. I feel like that would be the ghost story elements. Like I think that is extremely up their alley. <laughs> so mm-hmm. um, I've yeah I I'm really surprised at how much I liked this one because I really had a hard time with the first episode um, and did not think I was going to come back to it. Uh, but it had enough buzz around it that I was like, yeah, well, I didn't hate it. I'll give it another one and see how it goes. And pretty much immediately, I liked it a lot better and have been really enjoying it. The, uh, I mean, the, the horror and action, I, it's really well done. First of all, it looks beautiful. Um, it's really, like, genuinely intense. Like, I mean, we're, we were three, four episodes in, and characters were, like, losing limbs and possibly dying. And I was like, well, I know they're not actually going to die, but this is pretty serious. And I don't know how this is going to shake out. I Yeah, I, th- I, think, it's, I think it's well done. It's... Um, it so far has treated all of its characters really well. There's, there's, it's, it doesn't have any of the like. Sh- it's a Shonen Jump series for folks at home who don't know. So far, I don't think it's had any of what I would consider like your standard jump bullshit. <laughs> I really appreciate that about it, because that's usually what kind of pulls me away from um, jump shows eventually. And I think this one is doing a really good job with its cast, and it has a really good sense of humor, um, and doesn't feel the need to like lean into like gross jokes, like you know, shitty sexism type stuff that a lot of series in the, you know, the shonen action category will. So uh, again, if you can, if you can handle like gore and body horror, um, there's really not a ton. There's not a lot of like, you know, feminist relevant concerns with this one. I think it's more just the, the violence aspect. Um, yeah. I like it a lot. So I'm, I'm excited to keep up with this one. Yeah. I, it's definitely, I think Jujutsu Kaisen's in like, like my top three shonen jump series right now. Um, mm-hmm. I think shonen jumps doing a lot more, mature stuff than usual right now kind of experimenting with like darker stuff gorier stuff like this and things on in particular it, it's it's an it's an interesting one because it has it hits a lot of the same it's starting to hit some of the same kind of beats like they go to a school they have a, a like a supernatural school they have a teacher who's like you know teaching them how to use their powers and they're fighting villains and there's kind of a big bad who's growing in the background and is uh doing some pretty heinous shit um, in cafes and i won't say anything else past that but yeah um and like and like now like they're kind of getting they're in kind of a training arc right now so it, it hits like the beats that you expect in a jump series but the way it does them is very different um yuji's training with like the uh the haunted doll that hits him when he's not when he forgets to like pump it full of energy is hysterical mm-hmm. um and not you know again it, it it's taking a lot of those well-worn beats but it's executing them in a way that reminds me more of a shonen that might run in like a gone gone fantasy magazine like something more in the line of like a soul eater or a full metal alchemist um which is more my which is more my speed anyway so yeah i'm uh it's i, I am impressed by this one and i'm i'm curious to see where it goes and i hope nobata gets more screen time because she's great yeah she does 
I, I, Taki, I think was one of my, the things that initially attracted me to the series. Cause she's kind of just like, I remember one of the things that I thought was really tragic about Sakura was she had that like inner Sakura, outer Sakura thing where yeah. it was kind of like her public face. And then on the inside, she was kind of just like a shitty little kid. Um, uh-huh. but Kugisaki is very aggressive in being exactly the way she wants to be and not caring what you think about her. And that's, oh, she's a, she's a total shit Lord and it's great. Yeah. Um, she's not, and you know, the one, one thing I really like about her is like, she's not depicted as cute at all. Like, it's not even just a matter of like, well, they don't sexualize her, which is a low bar, but mm-hmm. I, it's very rare to find, I think it's very rare to find like a, a primary shonen female character who's not only like not sexualized, like you can find that in other series and that's great. Um, but is also like, almost actively presented as not being cute at all. Like she is a gremlin and it's great. <laughs> um, I enjoy her a lot. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see what they do with, with the whole cast really and expanding on them and moving forward. So mm-hmm. uh, we should probably move on, but yeah, I mean, I'm liking it a lot and it sounds like, sounds like we're all, we're all enjoying this one, which is excellent. So cool. Uh, Peter, do you have anything to say about I'm standing on a million lives since the three episode or is it pretty much doing its thing? Uh, I have been somewhat surprised in the way that it's like normally with these kinds of series, it's just like the main dude and then all the girls who are there to bounce off the main guy and inevitably mm-hmm. be attracted to him and be his harem. I kind of don't feel like that's the direction the series is going in. Mm-hmm. In a recent episode, uh, I, I don't know, Hakuzaki, the night girl, she mm-hmm. kind of had her own moment. You find out she's like, uh, she's got a backstory about being kind of physically weak. And now she's in this world where. Like she has to be a fighter who has to be physically strong. I guess she wanted to get into like pharmaceutical science or something. And she had this whole like character arc where she kind of figured out how to get around her issue without basically any input from the main guy. In fact, all he did was really deliver commentary on why the cool thing she did was cool. Um, (laughs) You know, like the the standard, like, Oh, they did this because that was really smart for this reason. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, it could inevitably wrap around to that, but I think for now I've been kind of just surprised at uh, how the series seems to have a plan for each of the girls narratively. Well, that's good, because I know, yeah, I know one of the concerns was that it was going to kind of just turn into your sort of standard trapped in a video game harem style series. So, uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, if you end up keeping up with that one, like, let us know how it how it wraps and if it uh does a pretty good job of fleshing out the whole cast oh yeah i'll definitely report on where it's ending at the season end podcast for sure cool cool uh chiaki do you have much to say about dragon quest adventure of die um i've heard it's nice i haven't heard much past that though yeah it's it's really nice it's um it's cute the monsters are cute all the characters so far all the good guys are Mm -hmm. really really cool and i like them they're very they're very relatable and fun and nice people uh, all the bad guys are bad guys. Uh, sure. Very, very pedestrian. Very straightforward. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, if you want to chill out this season, go right ahead and pick it up for a fun um, adventure story. It's kind of like uh, Magical Circle Guru Guru, but a little bit more traditional in the sense of um, adventure fantasy storytelling. Is and, it? Is it kind of a family friendly one? I got that vibe from some of the early stuff I heard about it, but it's very family friendly. Um. Just for reference, Dragon Quest Adventure of Die um, was probably like early, like 1989, 1986, like just around when Dragon Ball was starting. So it's kind of the same um, pedigree as far as storytelling goes. Okay. Yeah. 
that's good to know. So if folks are looking for, you know, stuff to watch with uh, their, you know, kids or younger family members, they that's an option, perhaps. Um, okay, next on the list we'll talk about real quick is D4DJ, which is on, I guess it's on like a bi-weekly schedule. Um, I, I should have done some research on this before we got into this. It might be like an ONA instead of a TV show. I'm really not sure, but it's on a weird, it's on a weird uh schedule so only two episodes have come out so far so we didn't even have it in our three episode check-in i'm kind of liking it it's it's an it it it's a you know cute girl music show but i think the the focus on like mixing songs and um like putting your own spin on existing music in i i like the i like the cast i like the concept and the fact that it only drops every two weeks makes it easy to commit to so uh i'm sticking with it for now at least i'll kind of kind of curious to see how the three episode goes and i mean like there's no there's no fan service in it. Um, some of the costumes are a little silly, but it's a music show. <laughs> That's not exactly surprising. Um, but yeah, I, it's not something that I'm like over the moon excited about, but I'm having a fine time with it. How about you, Chiaki? Again, there's only two episodes. So there's not a whole lot to talk about at yeah. this point. I, I mean, same same deal. Yeah. Uh, I think a friend of mine who's a DJ was uh, impressed by the show. Oh, cool. Saying that, you know, um, he got... He, well. He, watching that one section in the first episode of mm-hmm. them interlacing music together mm-hmm. was more informative than like 90% of DJ tutorial YouTube videos out there. <laughs> so So there you go. You can learn something. You can learn some some cool knowledge from the show as well. The power of anime. Excellent. <laughs> Uh, okay, let's let's go ahead and move on then. Um Shiaki, you're the only one watching The Day I Became a God. Uh, which I initially kind of had on my radar because it's PA works in June Maeda and that, you know, Oh shoot. I'm sorry. Really I, I interesting, dropped that one. but Oh, you did drop that one. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, we do have a three episode check-in on that one folks. So if anybody wants to take a look at that, um, go ahead and do so, but I guess we don't really have much to add to it at this point. Um, same with by the grace of the gods. Um, we've got a three episode check-in, but uh, we haven't watched anything past that. Uh, okay, so next up is <laughs> Wandering Witch: The Journey of Elena, which uh, I've not—I'm not sure I've ever seen people collectively drop a show quite as quickly as they did Wandering Witch. Uh, Peter, are you still keeping up with this one? I am, yeah. Okay, I actually—I um, am not a hundred percent caught up. I went ahead and gave it one more after episode three, which is where a lot of people kind of said I'm done, and episode four was was kind of in the similar vein of like exploring a situation exploring a like unhealthy abusive harmful situation that led to you know tragedy and violence um without any particularly satisfying conclusion to it um i definitely liked it better than episode three because elena shows up like basically at the tail end of everything and really couldn't and like there was nothing she could do to prevent it so her being fairly passive during that one makes more sense yeah um, but I just don't, I mean, I'm not even like, I know some people who um, were criticizing Wandering Witch for the fact that it was, um, you know, presenting these situations at all. And I'm like, if you want to explore injustice and say that it that this is unjust and messed up, like you're not romanticizing it, I'm fine with that. I just don't necessarily want to watch it because I can just turn on the news. <laughs> um, yeah. So I just, that was my thing with Wandering Witch is I just, I don't necess- I don't have the energy to watch a show that's not going to give me like a more... I like fiction for the possibility of betterment, I guess is how I would describe it. I like those satisfying endings where, you know, um, things improve and injustice is uh, uh, addressed and things like that. Like, I don't necessarily want to just watch bad things happen in my fiction. So I'm pretty much done with it. 
Um, how's it done since, since episode four? Like, has it swung back around to doing more hopeful stories or is it still kind of, kind of, uh, grim? I think only episode five has come out. I don't think episode okay. six has come out. So okay. um, I, thought, I thought six dropped this week, but you might be right. Yeah. And maybe, is it on Saturdays? It might've been literally today. Um, it, it's a Friday show. Anyway, it's not important. Okay. Maybe <laughs> um, maybe uh, but, okay you might be, you might be behind one. Yeah. Um, um, I can't say, well, to, to answer your question, uh, yes, uh, episode five is kind of lighthearted. Uh, Fran uh, shows up again. Oh, okay. I guess Elena runs into the city where Fran is a teacher at, like, it's Hogwarts. Um, the kids wear the oh, okay, sure. everything. Uh, and Fran figures out she's there and then has her students chase them, chase Elena on broomsticks all day. Uh, I don't really know why, but she spends three days there. Uh, Fran is fine. That episode doesn't do anything weird or messed up. Okay, cool. Besides sicking her kids on her for a whole day. Uh, yeah. That was weird, but like in a funny way, not like in a, how, why the fuck would you do that kind of way? Sure. <laughs> yeah. So I think it, it definitely is uh, capable of doing more lighthearted stuff. I imagine it'll mm-hmm. be a mix later on. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I feel just like when it tries to do deep stuff, it's so... Um, it kind of doesn't know what it's doing. Oh, like the I, the writing's just weird. Like uh, when you were describing episode four, that I couldn't figure out why the woman had amnesia. Was it just a consequence of the spell for narrative convenience? Or yeah, they said that they said that like she basically there was a trade off with the spell where in order to do it, she also had to give up her memories. Okay. Um, but it's I mean it's it's a line. I think some I think some of the issues, and I haven't I haven't read the light novel, so I can't say a hundred percent. It feels like some of the issues are just like adaptation problems. Mm-hmm. Um, where, you know, in a light novel you which I which are you know, you have more direct access to characters' thoughts and you've got an easier way to just like exposit about things. And I think the anime is maybe struggling to put that to screen. Yeah. Um, I actually have the first light novel, so at some point I'm going to read it. And then I'll have a better idea of if it's a problem with the source material or, or the adaptation itself. But no, I do agree that it's it's definitely kind of messy. And I think sometimes they try to cram um, a little too much into a single episode. Um, yeah, I I haven't 100% dropped it. I just don't know if I'm going to go back because there, there's a lot of other stuff I'm enjoying better. And again, with some of the episodes being like so freaking bleak, I'm not sure I want to roll those dice every single week in the year of our Lord 2020. For sure. So. I, I would say I'm not, I don't know if I'm really enjoying it. I don't, I wouldn't call it hate watching either. I'm just sort of like yeah. maybe morbidly curious about where all this is going. I'd say that. Yeah, I never, I, yeah, I definitely never hated it. And I was definitely curious to be like, okay, well, what's the end game here? Like, is Elena going to have a character arc or is it just going to be like all totally disconnected short stories? Um, so I don't know if I'm going to put the effort into it, but I mean, if you end up sticking, sticking it out, you know, I would love to hear how it, how it comes together so it's on my rotation and uh, i i have not felt an urge to drop it yet so i'm pretty sure i'll yeah stay the course just call me if uh she ends up fighting an army of uh uh feral sheep oh okay Uh, (laughs) reference Um, what you say yeah um okay we have we have a lot to go and we don't have a lot of time to do it so we're gonna need to lightning round a little bit here um talentless nana we are all watching um, I would describe the show as trashy suspense, but like in a good way, <laughs> I'm having fun with it. Uh, what about you guys? Yeah. yeah, I'm more interested to see how it was adapted since I read it when it was coming out on Crunchyroll manga um, mm. way back in the day. Okay. So you, so you, has it, is it, has it finished? 
Um, I'm not sure. I wasn't like keeping up with it, but I definitely read like the first third to second half and it went into like, I think it was up to like chapter 86 or something. So probably oh, wow. to okay. the end of the anime. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, so. yeah, it's kind of, I don't know. It's very, it's like monster of the week, except the monster's a like Damien super powered child. That she well, kill. and the, I mean, the cat and mouse elements of it with her and Kyoya and like her yeah, trying yeah. to like, you know, get away with murder but really she hasn't like other than the first couple episodes i feel like the story's kind of gone in a different direction um rather than like her just picking a kid to kill every week which i was worried it was going to be that for a while yeah um i i much prefer the the her and Koya kind of tap dancing around each other and now the oh the cute kid whose name i can't remember um, girl. with the healing powers yeah, yeah. you knew something um, right because they call her a good dog yeah, yeah. um they uh I'm I'm curious. I am curious to see how it all kind of shakes out. It's one of those where if I think too hard about it, it kind of falls apart, yeah, like yes. from a from a logic perspective. Mm-hmm. But that's fine. You're not supposed to with this one. Like I said, it's 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 kind of it's kind of trashy suspense, and I'm enjoying it. Very um, uh, Death Nodian. Yeah, but like I don't, but I I don't hate the characters. I actually kind of like the cast. Like even even Nana, I'm I'm sort of interested to see like where she goes because I do feel like the story is is starting especially with you know Kyoya and some of the other students like clearly being like genuinely decent people mm-hmm. um i do feel like eventually it's going to need to hit up against that wall of like well you keep saying they're all so dangerous but they don't seem to be why do we need to take them out you know as as te- like as teenagers like you know with nana being used by this organization um if it if it never if it never goes that route like if it never starts examining that and then like kind of fighting back against the power structures i think it would fall apart very quickly but i get the sense it's going to go it's it's heading that direction slowly but surely yeah, so same. Um, so from you know um from what i'm hearing from people reading the manga that is how it goes and that is the main reason why i am keeping up with the show yeah um i know things are supposed to get better i just don't know when mm-hmm. And so, you know, the cliffhangers are real for me because I don't know if people are going to wind up dead or if yeah, he's finally sure. going to turn around. Like, yeah. I think that's the biggest suspense for me here right now. I do appreciate the idea of when it that comes to pass, she's going to kind of have to uh, confront the fact that she killed a bunch of people who probably weren't as bad as she thought they were. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. there'll be kind of like a, oh, what do you call that? A moral uh, reckoning for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Although the creep who blackmailed her into being his girlfriend did suck. Oh yeah, he uh, yeah, that guy's oh. fine. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna say he deserved to die because that's pretty harsh, but I did not feel bad when <laughs> she killed him. Yeah. Um so yeah, for sure. Uh yeah, it's been it's again, it's it's one of those where I wouldn't um it's another one, you know, content warnings for violence and not not really fan service, but a little bit of weirdness. Like the healing girl has to lick your wounds clean, so yeah. you know it gets a little it gets a little strange sometimes because of that. Well, that's how they um, introduced it, but then you see her not licking people, so maybe that. I thought, I thought she always. I think she always does. I think it's. I think it's her saliva. Anyway, sorry, we can't get into that discussion okay. because again, we have so much to talk about that yeah. we haven't yet. Um, so. Uh, yeah, any any other concerns that folks want to bring up with Talentless Nana, or should we go ahead and move on? I'm good. Okay. Um, I was the only one who gave the new Love Live a try. I really wanted to like it. I just couldn't I just couldn't get into it, and I don't want to get into it on this podcast, so just go read my three-episode check-in about why it ultimately uh, kind of left me cold. Uh, Iwakakeru, the Sports Climbing Girls show. Um, I dropped it at three because... 
it was doing it was it was another one I really wanted to like, but um, the there was a predatory lesbian in episode two, and there was a bunch of fat shaming in episode three, and it's not like a significant chunk of each episode, but it was enough that the sports aspects weren't good enough to keep me there despite the annoyances. So I went ahead and uh, said farewell to that one. But the two of you are still keeping up with it, yeah? Yeah. I feel like the latest episode kind of one, or not the one from today, um, you know what I mean? Uh, sure. The last episode I watched, kind of, I was pretty cool on it, but it, uh, it's been, it was so ridiculous that I think it kind of won me over again. They're at a competition, so you get to see a lot of the girls, like the, you know, the ones mm-hmm. that they've been talking up, get to show off. Uh, they have got like this really kind of assholeish male announcer guy who talks about how there's one solution to all of his puzzles, and then you get to see him get dunked on by all the girls who are better at climbing than he is. Uh, which is a pretty <laughs> funny dynamic. He's got ridiculous cool. hair too. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, and it just the way it does it, it does, it is kind of KJOSque where like there's one girl who they call the Jaguar or something. And you literally, she like does a, oh, I think it's called a vault or something. Uh, or, you know, you leap to the next handhold and you hear like a Jaguar yell when she does it. <laughs> <laughs> and then they introduced uh, the, the muscle girl too. And I don't think they did anything uh, bad when they did that. Yeah. Yeah. It's not been like, bad on fan service necessarily it's just some of the camera angles are suspect like yeah let's just put her ass in the front of the frame just because mm-hmm. there's clearly no other way we could have framed that um yeah yeah overall it really does focus on the women's bodies a lot in this show mm-hmm. um and sometimes i mean it makes sense because you they're want climbing. to show off yeah you want to show off that they're very toned and defined uh for their sport but also at the same time, I feel sometimes the character design and framing is up to is, is suspect. Yeah. 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 It's it's not again. It was it was one of those things that would not have been a deal breaker for me, except that there it was just like it was multiple things kind of piled on top of each other for me with that one, and I just kind of got annoyed with it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm I might come back to that one because I do I do like sports anime. Um, but it'll really depend on like how some of the other shows I'm keeping up with continue to shake out as the season goes. Cause, uh, the rest of the list that we're, that we've got here, I'm still enjoying a fair bit. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one up is Magatsu Varheit, which, um, I am caught up on that one. It, it started a little late. I kind of feel like it's a little bit of a sleeper this season yeah. because it dropped so late that I think not a lot of people checked it out. But I know, like, you, me, Caitlin, and Vry, you, sorry, you being Peter, yeah. Caitlin and Vry are all watching this one. And I think we're all, like, pretty into it. Like, we're interested in where the story is going to go and everything, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I also th- I think, like, the, the first episode might have made it look like a much grimmer affair than it actually turned out to be, too. So that might have turned some people yeah. off. They're just like, oh, this is yeah. like Elden No Zero. I'm just going to be sad the whole fucking time I watch this. Uh. Yeah, it, it's done a good job of, I mean, you know, it's, it's definitely about, like, a... Um, I don't know if authoritarian is quite the right word, but definitely like kind of an oppressive society that is ignoring the people who need help the most, like out in the, out in the uh, outskirts of the cities. Um, And, you know, this rebellion organization that's trying to help folks out. Um, But they're also weapon smugglers. So, you know, there's, I think there's kind of a question of exactly what they're doing um, with those weapons that they're smuggling out. I thought it was for revolution. uh, hmm? I thought it was for revolution. That or just to kill monsters. 
it's it's part yeah it's it's kind of a combination but we don't know where they're where all the we don't know where they're all going and like who they're working with because they're working with some nobles we're kind of starting to find out so yeah. i'm curious to see how it all spirals um so far it's been like it's been a to me kind of a pretty smart political thriller which i've i've enjoyed about it mm-hmm. uh, political fantasy which you don't see a lot of i think usually with fantasy stories you know it's it's all like adventurers going out and fighting monsters you don't necessarily look at the uh the government structures in a uh, nuanced way. Yeah. Um, so I think it's, I, I think the way it's telling the story is really interesting. Um, the villain is, the villain is kind of a one note uh, soldier monster, but, um, mm. but I mean, they, at least they at least gave him a backstory. So he's got that going for it, I guess. Um, no, I'm, it's kind of tough to talk about because we've, there's only four episodes, but I'm really interested in what it's doing with its with its cast and story and like the the different narrative threads it's kind of weaving together. So yeah, I'm I'm this was one this was another big surprise that I'm really curious to see where it where it ends up going from here. And it's I would say it's definitely towing that line where bad things happen and some characters die, but it's not um it's not it's not suffering porn. Like it's it's handled in a way that I think is really restrained and there there's some you know, there's losses but there's wins and um so yeah, I think I think the way it's it's pacing itself is is really interesting. So. Yeah, it's not like every uh, possible tragic death, or like every person that if they died, it would be super tragic. Ends up dying, and it's super tragic. It, it yeah, yeah. Like it introduces some characters where it's just like, oh, this person's in peril, and if they die, it won't be so sad. But then they end up saving the person. You're like, okay, thank God. Yeah, yeah. There's def it's 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 balanced, which I you know I appreciate that about it. Yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, that's Magatsu. Um, I. Really, really hoping we can come into that one at the end of the season and be like, yeah, it was great. Everybody should check it out. We'll mm-hmm. see. We'll see how it wraps. Um, okay, next up is Akadama Drive. Peter, you're keeping up with this one as well, yeah? Yeah. I would also kind of describe this one as fun trash, although there are there are hints at maybe something a little bit deeper every so often. Um, but it's, you know, it's very much a uh, cyberpunk dystopia punchy fight. Um how are you enjoying this one? Uh, I I'm liking it. It's I mean it's pretty brainless <laughs> to me. Uh, it's just like uh, really stylistic uh, hijinks with these super powered criminals doing like I don't want to call it a heist. It's kind of a heist. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of heist stuff going on right now. Uh, there was a train heist. It was great. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah. yeah, there could be something to this whole authoritarian. Uh, like, I don't know, whatever's going on with Kanto, right? Um, yeah, yeah. There's something weird going on with Kanto, and then the Kanzai government is... I mean, the fact that none of the characters have people names, they're just, like, defined by their roles, I think, is or their crimes, yeah. is kind of tells you that there's there's something going on here. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I am... It's another one where, like, kind of like Magatsu, like, there's not a whole lot I can dig into right now because it feels like we're mostly just being given, like, hints and mysteries. Um, but I, I'll be curious to see if, at the end if it goes somewhere kind of clever with everything that, that it's doing, or if it's just kind of a backdrop for, you know, punchy fights, yeah, which again are excellently staged punchy fights. No, no complaints on that front. Um, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I just don't know what it's doing yet. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say the, the, the animation is uh, like serviceable, but it's really just like the designs and, and stylistic stuff that I think is. It's, it's the designs and the storyboards. I think that really make the, the action sequences pop, which again, a good, a good storyboarder can make up for some shortcuts in animation um, in really interesting ways. So like the, the fight in the hotel was just so cool. Um, yeah. So yeah, I've, 
I've been liking this one and we've kind of had, we're kind of heading into, it feels like it's definitely kind of divided up into acts and we're sort of heading into the next act Mm -hmm. and I'm starting, the characters are, I'm kind of becoming endeared to, which is good because I was worried that them all being like awful murdering criminals, I wouldn't, that wouldn't happen. But, um, I I am starting to find them kind of, kind of endearing in their own terrible ways. Yeah. Uh, It really reminds me of, uh, you ever watch Smoke and Aces? No, I haven't seen that. Maybe I have. Wait, 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 wait. Live action movie. I've seen it. It's just yeah, been yeah. a long, long time. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the beginning, you're just like, oh, this is just going to be like everybody gets into a hotel and starts killing each other. And that's kind of what happened. But also at the end, you find out everybody's cute and you care about them. Well, most yeah. people are cute <laughs> and you care about them. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what yeah, happened. I could, yeah, I feel like Akadama's kind of kind of veering us in that direction a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It's another one where checking in will at the end will give us a better idea of what it's doing. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm the only person in the group watching Adachi and Shimamura, so I'll try to be quick here. Um, not a whole lot to add from the three-episode check-in at this point, honestly, so I'd probably just direct you there. Um, the series still has some issues with this leering camera, and sometimes it's very much a... Um, Adachi is extremely horny for Shimamura in a way that is like very realistic to a teenager who's afraid to admit that they're very horny for their friend. Um and I appreciate that about it. And so sometimes the camera is like very specifically from her, her perspective and that's fine. Like that doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. Um, but then other times it'll just be like, have a butt, have some thighs. Um, and it's distracting in a way that's really irritating. Um, otherwise I'm mostly enjoying it. There's, there's a supernatural element with this like space girl that I'm, I'm very here for. And I'm really glad that element is in it because I think without that, this would be kind of a sleepy, like extremely slow burn just school rom-com and not even rom-com really just romance um and i would struggle to keep up with it um because of how much of a slow burn it is um but the supernatural elements that are kind of sprinkled throughout it are are sort of interesting and i'm very curious to see how that's going to weave in with the the two girls main story um it also touches on depression in a way that i think is really good um Shimamura in particular, like I think both the girls are kind of depressed, but Shimamura in particular will have some little monologues and visuals that really like show you like how she's just kind of disconnected and kind of struggling to like feel things around her um, in a way that is, um, I think, really well done. So, yeah, it's it is a slow burn and the camera can be kind of obnoxious, but overall, I think it's a pretty good show and I'm curious to see where it uh, it's another one where I'm kind of curious to see where it wraps up at. So. Um, that's Adachi and Shimamura. Um, I would say, like, if you're not, if if school love stories aren't really your thing, then I think it's going to bore you to tears. <laughs> um, but but for me, anyway, the the elements with the with the space girl and then the some of the kind of deep dives into the girls' psychologies and anxieties um, has has kept me sticking with it. So damn, I gotta watch this um, now. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, just, yeah, I would say give it a, give it a couple episodes to get going for sure. Cause the first one I wasn't as sure on, but two and three, I liked a lot better. Um, okay. Yasha Hime, Princess Half Demon, the Inuyasha sequel. Um, this episode's going to go over, but let's do our best to, you know, keep it, keep it as, as close to the hour as we can. Mm-hmm. Uh, Peter, you'll just have to cut some of our asides and, and, uh, tangents. Like the cat sneezing. Are we going to have to cut it? Aw, poor Rio's going to get left on the cutting room floor. Poor boy. <laughs> Um, yeah, this is, so Yashahime, um, I will say one quick thing and then I'll, then I'll let you guys talk. Um, I really could not, I could not really get into Inuyasha when it was on TV. Didn't hate it, but it was really just a show I sometimes watched while I was waiting for Full Metal Alchemist to start. (laughs) And, um, 
again, didn't hate it. Just, yeah. Again, never wasn't something I ever despised. I just never really liked it. There was a lot of other stuff I liked better. Um, I am enjoying Yashahime a lot. Um, so how, how are you guys feeling about it? I had the same experience with Yasha, first of all. Mm-hmm. Um, I would describe Yashime as kind of a hot mess. Uh, I A lot of the time I don't really know. I guess now I know what the story is about. It's about making it so Cessna can finally get a good night's rest, which uh, you know I can empathize with. Um, we've, got two, we've got two sleepy princesses this season. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's so scattershot, though, that I'm like, a lot of the time I'm just going like, what the hell are they doing? Uh, but Moroha is so entertaining that uh, I, I really feel like like half the reason I'm watching it is because of just the character of Moroha. I, I can't remember oh. the last time I've seen a character carry a show this hard. It's Moroha great. is yeah. fantastic. Yeah. She is, yeah, every second she's on the screen, she steals it. Yep. She's like every good quality of Inuyasha and Kagome rolled into Yeah, that, yeah. That's that's a good way of saying it. It's like a really mm-hmm. successful combination of those two characters. Yeah, she's she's delightful. I do agree. I feel like they I feel like they kind of overloaded themselves with goals and premises early on because like there's the they're trying to track down the butterfly to get back Setsuna's memories and dreams, but then there's also um, Roothead, who they I think they still have to deal with or not Roothead. It's um, the, the Kirimaru, right? No, yeah, Kirimaru, or, like the the mm, demon who's like dog. opposed to Seshomaru, I guess. Again, I I'm not an Inu, I didn't watch a lot of Inuyasha, so I don't know all the lore on that end. Yeah. Um, they're supposed to like defeat him, but they would also have to defeat Seshomaru because the two are like it's a balance balancing act basically. So, but they don't want to have to kill their own dad. And so they've, they're, they've, dis- they've decided not to do this, but it seems like they might eventually have to, because Kiri and Maru might try to like destroy the world or something. Um, and then there's something with um, the girl trapped in the tree who I think is, is it Rin? Is that her name? Probably Rin. It's probably Rin. We're not a hundred percent, but it does kind of look like her. Um something going on with her yeah there's i felt like episode three it was like I, f- I felt like you guys had a premise and now you've you've made it like four premises um which makes me wonder how long this show's gonna run mm. so mm-hmm. um and since then it's really been kind of like one-off like demon hunting adventures with the three girls and i mean i've ha- i'm having a good time with those one-off adventure stories yeah, that's cool so yeah i like the cast i like the i like the main trio um there's nothing about it that like gets on my nerves. It's just, it's, it's fun. It's a, it's a fun monster hunting show. So mm-hmm. it's a shonen with three female leads and I'm extremely here for that. I I really appreciate the sort of the, you know, emphasis on the, the female, like the girls leading because yeah. it, they're not just typical girls, right? Mm-hmm. You got uh, Toa who's possibly, you know, quite possibly just basically, um, uh, non-binary at this point right given her presentation how she treats her relationship being a girl yeah well yeah and toa even talks about like in the second episode about like how you're kind of expected to be feminine and how that's not really her thing but she's like well maybe i should be because that's you know how i the easiest way to get around in this world it's very textual Um, yeah it actually yeah it actually addresses it which i thought was really interesting so yeah i mean i would definitely say that toa is not comfortable with the uh gender roles of modern era japan for sure so yeah i like that about it yeah you're right they're not they're not your you know kind of cute girl um archetypes they've they've got they've got personality and flaws and moxie and yeah i really like it so uh yeah yashahime 
pleasant, another pleasant surprise this season for me, for sure. So, mm-hmm. uh, anything else you guys want to say about that one, or should we move on? Motorha best girl. Motorha best yeah, girl. Agreed. 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 Yeah. Um, okay. Next is Sleepy Princess in the Demon Castle, which Chiaki, you and I are both watching. Um, I don't have a ton more to say about this one since the three episodes check in. Um, I I snuck it into feminist potential kind of just to see if anybody would tell me to not and nobody <laughs> did <laughs> so it stayed there um my 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 logic was because it is kind of playing with like your typical like uh damsel in distress princess narratives um it doesn't really do anything with that it's pretty much just a goofy comedy about a, a little shitlord girl who uh wants to I, sh- I shouldn't say little girl i actually have no idea how old she is she's probably like a, she's probably like 16 because it's anime um but this princess who just wants to get a good night's sleep all the time. Uh, and it's kind of the same joke over and over again, but because she's always playing off other characters, I'm still enjoying the joke. Um, I think it's, I think it's well executed. Uh, how are you doing with it? Chiaki? Yeah. I like how everything's kind of tied together. Yeah. Right? Because like one off jokes from episode two, just kind of come back like the, um, the, 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 the shield that blows wind just comes back as an item that she has in her personal possession, you know, that she'll keep using. Yeah. I like the continuity of the series. Yeah. It, it, it does kind of a nice job of, um, it feels like a series of like little sketches, but it's also building the world as it goes. So you're learning more about the demon castle and the different people who live there. Um, and, uh, I would say that, uh, Cialis is a pretty a pretty uh, static character at this point, and it's more about like kind of the people around her. But um, I do I do like the way it's building on itself. I cannot believe this manga has been running for sixteen volumes. So I keep <laughs> waiting for the moment where like I get bored with it or the joke stops being funny. But again, so far it's been executed well enough that I'm I'm continuing to enjoy watching this show kind of riff on fairy tale and fantasy uh, like tropes and characters and expectations. So. Uh, yeah, it's fun. Um, again, I think the only we mentioned in our three episode check in the one point of concern was episode three had a joke where she was trying to get people to uh, like hit her pressure points for her, basically like give her a massage. And she kept asking them to touch her body. And uh, most of them freaked out about it because they were like, what? No. Um, but the demon prince kind of had this, the demon king kind of had this moment where it was like, oh, well, is this happening? I, I guess this is happening. Okay. Um, and it was played for it was played for like a joke and nothing happened and Cialis was fine. Um, but you know the question of how old is anybody in this show uh, kind of lends that 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 moment a little bit of discomfort, I think. So um, again, we we don't know because it's a fantasy and fa- fantasy fairy tale. But um, that would be like the one like maybe point of concern with this. Otherwise, yeah, I mean it's a lot of goofy jokes about a girl trying to get a good night's sleep. So. Um, yeah, not probably not feminist potential, but uh, but I, th- I I would still recommend it as like you know a fun fun twenty five minutes a week. So I'll definitely call it feminist mood. Yeah, I think that's fair, <laughs> especially in twenty twenty. Right? <laughs> I'm tired. I just want a good night's sleep. Um, I also think sorry, ugh, we're going long, but one thing I do really like about it is Cialis is 
an absolute terror, but because I think the show does a really good job of one, keeping the stakes very low because they've got a cleric who can just resurrect anybody from the dead um, up to and including Cialis herself. (laughs) Um, And two, I think that the way it kind of balances like the power dynamics keeps the jokes funny because she's terrorizing people, but she's also a prisoner in this castle. Like, so it, it feels a little bit more like she's kind of getting, sideways vengeance on them for kidnapping her um but you never feel like she's being terrorized either i don't know it's i think the balance there is is really good and kind of kind of keeps the show light and light and amusing in a way that i really appreciate um okay next on the list gymnastics samurai we are all watching this one uh i'm gonna let you guys talk because i'm getting tired uh what do you think of gymnastics samurai uh it is i don't know what it 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 wants to be yet I, it's a lot of hats on top of each other, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, I really feel like they're kind of like riffing on Yuri on Ice. I think I, I tweeted about how it's like Yuri on Ice, except Yuri is this weird ninja guy, and nobody knows why he's there. And he's obviously very good at the sport that they're doing, but nobody said like, hey, are you interested in doing this sport? Even though at some point, I think it's pretty clear that he's going to participate in the sport, or maybe have to wear a wig for the main character and compete for him because he's... Been narratively put out of the way or something. I don't know. Yeah, like that's an interesting prediction. I think he's an alien. Still, that's still my read on him. Um, on Leo, I believe but. it. I just don't know, like, what his narrative purpose is, uh, and or why he's not. He's going to do gymnastics at some point. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's so clear. They've done so much groundwork for that. Um, I think the the little subplot with the daughter uh, and him helping her with her, like the kids at school bullying her was good. Yeah. I really liked the episode. I really liked the fifth episode. I I think the show does. I think the show does like the family dynamics really well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if I care about or know where the gymnastics portion is really headed though. Yeah. Yeah, It's more about just goofy people living in the household. Chucky, how are you feeling about this one? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm still watching it, but I don't know how to feel about it either. Mm -hmm. Um, it does. I guess you can talk about how it speaks to a increasing awareness of immigration in Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to be like all smart about it, but really, I'm just here going like, who are these people? They are so all <laughs> unreal. <laughs> it yeah, it's it's got this layer of like surreal, not surrealism exactly, and magical realism is the closest term I can I can think of to yeah, yeah. to kind of talk about it because there there is this sort of layer of unreality like from the the weird bird that lives in their house to leo's whole thing where he's like literally running from what appear to be the men in black um and then you've got yeah it's a lot of hats there's the sports story and then the family story and then this like you know international kid on the run mystery that's going on um it's kind of disjointed it's like every episode works by on its own pretty well but then when you link try to link it to the others it it it's weird. Um, it's definitely a weird show, but I'm here for it. Uh, again, I liked the fi- I liked the fifth episode a lot. So the new one six dropped today. So I'm kind of curious to see what where, if we go back to the sports this week or where we go this what's, week. What's Maybe going we- on? <laughs> yeah, what's happening this time? So yeah, uh, I don't know if it'll all come together, but I don't dislike watching it happen. So there's that. Remember when it's we all charming. watched the premiere trailer and thought, oh, like I can't wait for this dramatic sports series. Yeah. <laughs> the dad sports show we thought and now we're not now we're just confused. But um I don't think necessarily in a bad way. 
Um, did anyone want to speak to Brittany's character at all, or do we just want to direct people to the three episode check-in for that conversation? Because I know where I talked about it a fair bit. Yeah, I don't have anything really to say there. Okay, um, then we'll just, yeah, uh, just for folks at home who don't know what we're talking about, Brittany is um, some, some, we're not, we've been using they pronouns because we're not sure, probably some, some layer of genderqueer um, whose introduction is a little bit suspect, but then from like the moment they are introduced, um, they're handled pretty straightforwardly as like an acupuncturist who helps out the main character. So um, it's, it's not perfect by any stretch, but that was, you know, um, the fact that they, there is a, a some a trans, trans-esque character. It's so hard to, it's so hard to talk about when it's vague like this. Um, I mean, if, if, if you want to say trans there like i feel in terms of the japanese culture of okama and you know like that kind of stuff i don't really read them as trans Mm -hmm. personally i feel like it's more of a stereotypical take on a gay man like a very effeminate gay man in japan yeah that much i'll say sure yeah, I think it was. I think it was more the name, the fact that they went by the name Brittany, that led me to think mm. they were they were more on the gender queer spectrum. But um, again, you you know more about the about queer culture in Japan than I do, so I will absolutely defer to you on that one. Um, so yeah, uh, gym, that's gym, yeah gymnastic samurai. All right, um, we definitely don't have time to talk sequels today. Maybe we will in our season in our season finale, but I think that kind of wraps us up. Any any final thoughts from anybody? Should I play us out? With a dog and a cat, every day is fun. Is the best short anime of the season. Oh yeah, watch oh, it. I yeah, I'm really enjoying that one. It's like two. We we never talk about shorts. It's like two minutes long, folks, and it's it's delightful. It's very funny. the The dog is a little cinnamon roll, and the cat is a piece of crap. And I love it. <laughs> um, I love that monster cat. So uh, yeah, uh, I would I would say check that one out too. That one's on that one's on Crunchyroll. So we haven't gotten a chance to talk about that anywhere else, but. Thank you for bringing that up, Shiaki. I'm enjoying that one as well. Gotta watch out for the cat anime. Heck yeah! And on and on that on and on that happy note, um, we will head straight into the outro here. Uh, we hope you folks have enjoyed this episode of Chatty AF. If you like what you heard, tell your friends. And if you really liked what you heard, we'd love it if you'd head over to www.patreon.com backslash anime feminist and become a patron for at least a dollar a month. Your support really goes a long way towards making anime feminists happen both in print and in your earbuds. We are still right on the edge of being able to do monthly transcripts um, as they're ongoing for the podcast. Um, We're trying to figure out a way to make it work and extra you know extra support donations those dollars they really add up and would be a big help there so if if you can uh, again that's www.patreon.com backslash anime feminist if you are interested in more from the team and our contributors you can check us out at animefeminist.com on facebook at anime fem on tumblr at anime feminist and on twitter at anime feminist and that's the show let us know how you're feeling about this season in the comments Annie fam and we will catch you next time